tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall and Mike Langser. All right, here we are. Another week of Master and Mitzvahs, episode 34. Jordan, you missed it last week, but Dylan and I had a lot of fun. I did. You know what? It was a nice week off, but I did somehow, miraculously, crazily miss you guys. So It's nice to really? be back. Really? Well, yeah. While you're in Florida nice enjoying the sun, Dylan and I are working. It was very sunny. It was a great time. Did a little Disney, a little Universal, did a little destination wedding, crammed it all in. And I'm back in action, so yeah, it's good the, to be back. The crazy hair quota was not filled last week <laughs> here at the office, because we had a pretty regular hairstyle, so... I, I, I don't really have hair. Mike actually does his own haircuts. I do. Do you really? I just buzz my own head every, every couple of days. It's easy. <laughs> I'm so cheap. That's what it comes you down are, to. You are. You are so frugal. But I do like this. I like this, how we've, uh, you know, um, obviously working uh, the man, the myth, uh, Mr. Dylan Weissman into the mix here, because... Uh, as you guys have been tuning in, I like that uh, you know you bring a a cool third party, very uh, qualified uh, opinion to a lot of the topics that we talk about. And uh, you know, this week we got one that's uh, pretty pretty hot uh, off the press here. It's stuff that we've been kind of going back and forth with a little bit, and I think it's gonna be great because we want to kind of play this off of you guys, the listeners too, um, who are developing the mitzvah concept. And, you know, we're going to do our best to make this podcast episode um, a little more interactive. So we want to know what you think on this one. Uh, we want to hear your opinion on uh, thoughts and, and ways that maybe you guys uh, would, would choose to handle the situation or about to uh, chat about a little bit here today. And uh, see what we come up with. See if we can get a, a nice little combo it, going. It's actually a perfect segue from last week's uh, podcast. Last week we were talking all about the, the necessity of dancers on events and what they do. This week, just to get right to it, the topic is going to be difficult children at events. And, you know, sometimes we walk into an event, the kids are perfect. Like, yep. so well behaved, so excited to be there for a bar bat mitzvah. And they know what to do. They listen, they react. Like, they're there to celebrate and have a good time. And then other times, you know, we, we have our difficult 12 and 13 year olds. Uh, and, and you guys as MCs experience it a lot more than me as a DJ. You know, I sometimes get the... Uh, the sarcastic, obnoxious ones, or the tough requests, but you guys see it, you know, firsthand on the dance floor. So, um, I mean, Dylan, let's not say when, but several weeks back, you said you had one of the hardest events, kid-wise, that you ever experienced. Why was that? Well, it was like kind of a perfect storm, uh, where the ki- the kids were rambunctious to begin with, and they told me that in our pre-planning meeting, and I knew what I was going into. I knew that there was going to be tough kids there. They weren't going to be satisfied with just dancing or just games or just prizes. Um, they're the type of kids who want to destroy the bathroom just because it's fun to them. <laughs> and I think it's the first step that I would recommend for a family who may have a kid like this is know your kid. Um, if I were to be totally open and honest with the family that I did this event for, I would have recommended them not have a standard dance bar bat mitzvah. I thought you were going to take away the bathroom. I was gonna take away the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> to make them bathroom privileges are gone. Yep. Well, almost that almost <laughs> happened. Um, the the point is that I don't think this this event would have been as difficult if they were, let's say, doing um, a sport event. Listen, right. their hormones was a perfect storm of like I don't know how to act in a public setting. I don't know how to wear a tie, and my 
testosterone levels are uneven in my body. So we're going to run around and get crazy. So we're going to run around and get crazy. So so it was those type of kids in a venue that was too big for them with a guest count that was too small and there was no adults. And the few adults that were there were super laid back and super hands off where normally if you have adults that are involved in the celebration, they act as bodies and police officers on the dance floor. Mm -hmm. So the rambunctiousness doesn't really stem past you know, the little wild and crazy jumping. But these kids were like, I'll tell you a horror story. I watched a kid take a Shirley Temple off of the bar, Mm -hmm. find the maintenance staff who was sweeping up, and just pour it in front of him. Right where he was was done cleaning. It was just, it was blatantly obnoxious. Right. And I no longer was able to be an MC anymore. I had to be a police officer. And my staff was no longer able to be entertainers. They had to be crowd control. See, that's where I think that the event kind of suffers the most because you know uh, for all you guys listening to you know as as clients even if you don't have us that here explosive booked you know you put hard work time effort and money into creating this amazing day you know you put all your fuel behind an entertainment company a venue you know you have all these aspirations of this entertainment company whoever they are coming in and shaking the chandeliers making the dance floor packed everybody has a blast and then when something like that goes down you know it I think it's hard to kind of convey what is actually happening at that time to any sort of adult because you're in it right there and it's, it's very yeah. tough. And we're not trying to, like, I brought it up to the parents. Right. And honestly, the parents could care less. And that's fine. Well, I get it on the flip, too, for the parents. Like, you know, and they're obviously being in a, in a, in a kid situation. Now, I don't, you know, myself and you not yet, Dylan, you know, I don't have kids. Mike, you do, you know, you have a, obviously a daughter and, uh, you know, Parents that have these kids and, and, you know, that are coaching soccer and around the kids 24-7, we get that it's a break for you guys, too, to be able to, like, kind of let the kids loose a little bit and say, hey, I want to be a guest and I'm going to enjoy myself, too. So I can understand the flip, but I think that, you know, as you were saying before, you know, knowing your kid and just a little bit about what goes on on the daily, because we do only get them for the five hours, would be a huge help for us. So so let's go back. So the very first bit of advice that we want to give in this podcast is... For those planning a party, you know your own kids, you know what they're all about, and maybe more importantly, you sh- you know or should know what their friends are all about. Right. And so, then book an appropriate facility. I mean, I could think of some very fragile facilities that we've been to where you're worried about kids breaking vases and chandeliers and sconces and, you know, some of that even comes down to as simple as when you're picking your centerpieces, don't pick a centerpiece with baseballs and footballs just sitting in a glass vase because that becomes then an object that they want to throw around a room that's probably not designed to be used in that way. Correct. Yeah, I, I agree. So the story the story kept going on because I, I think there is a punchline to it. The story kept going on where the kids were so bad and they, had, they just didn't care. They had just no regard and they were blatantly disrespectful where I had to be a police officer, and the way that we train our team is, listen, you're never going to blow your top on a kid. You're never going to curse a kid out. You're never going to, regardless of how disrespectful they are to you and the team around you, you keep your cool. And we train our team that way. So we're always going to be in the highest level of uh, professionalism. But something that I had to do was actually have a kid, I pulled him aside, and I said, listen, you're having a hard time handling this celebration. You're making it hard for the guest of honor to enjoy his time. And I'm going to need to either give you, you know, a, a verbal warning here. And I'm no longer being an MC. I'm being a stern, uh, you know, police officer, officer style figure where if you can't handle yourself, dude, 
for the safety of you and the safety of others, I'm going to have you use my cell phone to call your parents and have you get picked up from this event. And he understood, but he no longer was able to handle himself to the point where I said, listen, bro, I'm going to let you play on my iPad and you're going to go sit over in the corner. because Kind you of a nice way to cut your losses. I mean, like, I, for, for our purposes, I put him in timeout. Yeah. But for the venue's purposes and for the kids' purposes, he was no longer running around and destroying the bathroom and, you know, making it hard on my dancers, saying derogatory things to them. Like, it was a really tough situation. And and you know what's it's crazy? And, and for, again, as the listeners, parents, you know, moms, dads, authoritative figures for, for your kids, help us out a little bit, too. I mean, like, how would you guys handle that in a, in a party situation, you know, what, what do you think is proper ground? Because we kind of go back and forth a little bit all the time. and, and how, based how stern on, can we be? How stern, right, exactly. How stern is okay? Because, you know, with nowadays, especially going into 2020, where everything's on social media, you know, everything could be taken a, a different way to where, you know, you're making a kid feel bullied or out of place or, you know, with all these issues and things that are real, real life scenarios that are talked about in the news, papers, media outlets, like, Every minute of every day, it's hard for us to approach that sometimes. So, you know, this is this is huge where we can kind of put it out to you guys as the listeners. Give us some feedback. What is, to, to you guys, a, a, a good if green, I could a take green a, lit area? If I could take a guess, though, Jordan, I think it depends on the client. Because I bet some I clients hire us and say, I'm hiring the most expensive babysitters I've ever hired. Mm-hmm. And you guys are getting paid thousands of dollars to babysit this group of children. And then I think there's other clients that really understand... I hired entertainers to entertain, and these kids better be receptive, but the, the entertainers are not there to scold the kids or put them in timeout or, or well, whatnot. I mean, I'll, I'll literally, I'll put myself, because we spoke about it earlier, I'll put myself on blast a little bit too, you know, but my, my events that I do and, and the energy that I bring to the party is, you know, I, I think, you know, in certain aspects, unrivaled, you know, I, I definitely entertain on a high energy basis, and when I'm in the mix of it, when I have a group of kids that's just unruly, that like just won't take no for an answer pretty much and they're just going to be combative the entire time. I've literally had kids before that have gone out of their way to try to physically injure me at an event. Like I'm walking through a dance floor and all of a sudden a kid's foot comes out. Try to trip you. Yeah, like what's that about? As a DJ, I've had plenty of things thrown at me. Right. You know, I'm behind the booth and, you know, kids in a crowd are just throwing things towards the DJ. Yeah, so I mean for me, like I get to a certain point where I don't want to come off like I'm, you know, singling out a kid or making them feel a certain way. But at a certain point, I have to take my event back. You know what I mean? Like, we can't, as entertainers, and especially for the kind of money that, you know, we're getting as, as a company, as a brand, especially the, the three entertainers that are on this cast right now, you know, I know what the types of, and the caliber and the, and the dollar amount of events that we, we, we've all seen at, you know, well, regularly. So, like, you want that family to have the greatest experience ever, and you gotta like I, you, you don't want to lose control. I have two points to add. So I, I mentioned before on this podcast that I used to be a banquet manager, uh-huh. and I always noticed when there was great entertainment, it was very rare that the kids were rambunctious. You know, it happened from time to time, but great entertainment and probably the right ratio of kids versus dancers and whatnot that made for the perfect scenario of keeping the kids engaged and occupied it also you know came down to playing the right music and the family has to realize it too you know the music is more geared towards the kids at most bar mitzvahs than it is the geared to the adults the idea is keep the kids engaged keep them active and let them believe 
that the entertainment is cool. And, and you know what actually could be a cool piggyback as well, too, and now that I think about it, and, you know, when we all kind of put our heads together, we get some really cool ideas, is that, you know, maybe instead of just unorganized chaos, as we like to call it, you know, like when they're jumping around, putting their hands up to like a, you know, a crazy dance beat, that is ultimately what we want, but there's no structure to it. Maybe at that point, if the family knew, say, hey, listen, you know, sometimes my, my son's friends, they get a little rowdy, they get a little crazy. It's okay to do a game here, something interactive, something to let well, them run around, you know? like what, what if you took those moments where you had the tough kid and, and all of a sudden twist the party and say, you right. know what, what's your name? And the kid says his name is Jonathan or whatever. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Jonathan, you're going to lead the next dance. And right. Instead of scolding him or stopping what he's doing, like, Jonathan, I'm going to make you my, you know, my, my referee for the next game. Like, empower him. That is also hoping Jonathan doesn't tell you where to go. Yeah, <laughs> right. But you can take your referee and I know you're about to jump in here, Dylan. But I, I one other point before I forget is bar mitzvah bouncers. Yes. You know, there, there's a few businesses out there that provide bouncers or securities to bar mitzvahs. Correct. I love that concept if you think you've got rowdy kids, if the facility doesn't provide uh, security. And in reality, it allows your entertainers to entertain and not be jerks i mean we're we're not supposed to come off as jerks we're supposed to come off as cool to the kids and if all of a sudden we come off as a jerk then we lose control right yeah at the event that i was like we we went through all those exercises you know we singled out the ringleader of chaos and made him the star of the show and then he turned around and flipped off the video camera right Right. like so sometimes you just got to cut your losses and the one thing that we will never sacrifice is the safety of our team and the safety of the guests and the continuity of your celebration. Right. Those are important to us. And I think that it's important to know that when you take those extra steps like hiring a bar mitzvah bouncer or hiring a well-trained team or you know understanding the ratios of, of extra team members to be a part of it, I think that, that it goes a long way when they are trained in a way where they're going to keep these kids safe. And we're not in the business of putting kids down, ever. Ever. In fact, we are in the business of building them up. Uh, Just the other week, uh, a family came up to me and said, our kid has never felt more on cloud nine than at his bar. Thank you for making him feel that way. Or thank you for making her feel that way. And for those reasons, we do our job very well. So I believe that there is a balance between... um, Formidable and 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 structured, but also in the ca- uh, nurturing and catering side to it, right? right? And and also with the prep and and Dylan, I can't remember if it was you who um, said that they did this, but if not, I'm just gonna give you credit for it anyway because I thought it was a really really great idea. Um, maybe in the in the preparation portion again, if you know that you know you have might have a group of kids on, on hand like this, maybe doing during the final appointment, maybe getting those five or six kids together with the bar mitzvah boy or the bat mitzvah girl and bring them all in for the for the final meeting before we you know get everything together and make it a pizza party grab some pizza get them all in the same play some video games just stuff to like you you would do with your boys or whatever yeah so these guys are like yo that's jordan he's the man yo dylan's awesome so that way when you walk into that cocktail hour that unruly bunch is now your click yeah, and you've VIPs. already you've already broke it. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah, the VIPs. So yeah. I mean, look, if you think even a little bit that your children, your your child, your mitzvah child, right, and or their friends are rambunctious, they probably are. Yeah. And in most cases, they act on their best behavior. 
they're the best versions of themselves at their mitzvah day. Right. And on the one in 55 that we do, they use the chandelier as glow stick ring toss. Right. 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 So, look, we're going to be mindful of that, but it's also important for you as the client to tell us everything we need to know about your kid. Correct. And and this isn't like, uh, this goes into, you know, uh, a, a lot of different categories, but the more, again, and we say it all the time, I feel like, in different ways and shapes and forms, that the more information that you can bestow upon us before walking in on game day, the better everything will be. That way we could prep for it. I mean, there's not a lot and that we haven't seen in this game. I mean, like I've had some of the craziest stories. I know you have. I know Mike's seen some insane, insane stuff that you just think, you're like, wow, is this like, and good, bad, or indifferent, you're like, is this real life? This is crazy. You know, like I think that we have, if anything, we always try to use the motto that it only makes us a better entertainer. It makes us more prepared for anything. You know, just somebody's got to hit that, you know, the hit the oh shit button for some reason, we're ready to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, farmer's ad, the farmer's insurance ad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. That's exactly right. Bump it, bump, 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 um, bump. So it, it's very rare. I mean, like, we have horror stories. Like, horror stories. Right. Like, look, destroying a bathroom is one thing, but, like, we have horror stories about what has happened, and, and those are the few and far between, but, like, when it comes to a kid who's just a little bit mouthy, like, we know what we're doing there. Right. And I think that comes with experience. So I think that knowing your kid is important, but let's talk a little bit about how the adults play a factor in policing the kids, whether they want to or not. The reason, Another reason why this party that I did a couple weeks ago was one of the top five worst behaved groups of kids is that the adults were hands-off. And that's not a bad thing. It's not. I've had a lot of families say, listen... Hands-off how, though? Hands-off as in they didn't get involved in managing the kids or hands-off in fact, like, where they just didn't participate in It was like two separate parties. It was, it's as if there were two separate parties. And that's fine. A lot of times, families will come in the door and say, listen, we're going to have a small case of beer in the back and there's going to be me and a dozen of my friends and you're going to have all the kids. Right. And you're going to be doing all the kids. Great. And that's fine. And that's fine. But choose the venue that's right for that. This venue was so large with three different levels. There was a dance floor level. There was a game room level that was open the whole time because you paid for it. And then there was an upstairs dining area. So you had three flights of steps and a huge facility with no interception of any adult figure besides me and my entertainment team. And there was 95 kids, me and two now, ex- now exploring the venue. <laughs> and, and they are playing right. tag. And they took the basketballs off of the um, centerpieces and throwing them at each other and playing basketball, dodgeball. And, like, it was a handful. Whereas if the venue was smaller, more confined, or we partitioned it off where these are the spaces that you can be, it wouldn't nearly have been such a challenge. Right. But that's where the adults come into play. Just having active bodies makes a difference. So if you're going to be the type of event that, listen, we don't want to be bothered by anything, it's going to be a kid's event, that's fine. But book an appropriate venue that will be conducive to that style of event. Make sure it's not too large, make sure there's not too many hiding spaces and, and runaround spaces and jungle gym style places. And I think that makes or, a difference. Or, or if it is large, have, have some of the stuff that Mike you know brought up a little bit earlier where you, you're looking to have the support of, of a bar mitzvah bouncer team. Yeah. You're looking to have you know a facility well, that has we, staff on We always say to, too much space is always a problem. Like, right. You lose the energy in a room when people are so spread out. Uh, you know, and, and it doesn't the, feel as warm. It doesn't feel as warm. What's, what's the expression? You, know, you pack too much stuff into a bag. You know, yeah. like, Sometimes there's just too many things going on. I, 
I, I can think of a party we did on a boat, Jordan, several mm-hmm. years back that there was three or four different stories on this boat and yep. there were so many different activities and it was hard to keep it continuous. And it, I mean, you just never knew where people were going to be. And I mean, that, that party actually reminds me of when I was 13 and we're all Jewish. We all grew up going to bar mitzvahs. I remember, you know, being a 13 year old boy, we used to make memory candles and, and yeah, we'd play with matches. Well, that's not a thing anymore because right. there's no matches, <laughs> but the worst behaved I ever was at or I ever was while at a mitzvah was on a boat. We used plates like frisbees and threw them into the Hudson River. I mean, <laughs> like, how much fun is a 13-year-old boy taking ceramic plates it. and throwing them, seeing how far you and your friends can throw them? Yeah. And then when we realized we could get away with that, we started tossing tables and chairs. And <laughs> I'm serious. And, and I'm not, I was not a bad kid, but, you know, you kind of fall into that rut of what are your friends doing. It's so true. That Peer pressure is a you-know-what. Absolutely horrible venue for that family to book that party on. And we were a group of good kids. We weren't bad kids. We just, we were kids. Okay, Let, let's let's turn it over. So we've been talking a lot about bar mitzvahs, okay? And the ladies are not innocent here, okay? But it's a different True. type of... Non-innocence. It's, yes. a, it's a different type, okay? I 100% let me tell you, agree. Let me tell you a little bit about, and this is another way for families to know their kids and monitor the guest list. Sometimes less is more. Mm-hmm. When you invite a bunch of different groups of friends sometimes especially in bat mitzvahs when there's a lot of girls like there starts becoming a little bit of chatter especially like the girls bathroom the camp group with the school group with the hebrew school group oh my goodness sports team i get you we end up becoming like best friend counselors where we have to like provide therapy to girls who are crying. It turns turns into the Springer show. Right, where this girl kissed my boyfriend and and that girl called me a name and that girl was talking... And the Snapchat that was sent made me look ugly and I I, I don't know. The point is that... That's real life, though. That's that's so true. The the real life portion of this is monitor your, your kids' guest list and say, and just ask the simple question, do these friends get along? And a lot of times they're going to say yes because they're 13 and a short answer is better than no answer. And sometimes if you just ask a follow-up question like, oh, really? Tell me a little bit about this group of friends. What do they like to do? Oh, they like to run around and play and dance and sing, and that's great. And other friends are like, oh, they like to sit in the corner and chat, and that's also great. And and to piggyback off that, what, you know, I found and we found through, you know, many years of behind-the-wheel time, as we call it here, doing these types of events. I've never heard of that once. (laughs) With, (laughs) with, uh... With bat mitzvahs, you know, like getting over to the to the female side of it, is that a lot of times, and, and not all the time, but, you know, some of the girls are looking to up social status, you know? So some of the invites might be just the most popular girls, the most popular clique, just to say that, you know, it's not bad, but to say that that group was at my party for a little bit more of social clout. At that point, is that group really there, or is it like a scene from Mean Girls where everybody wears pink on Tuesdays? You know what I mean? And it's Wednesdays, come whatever on, bro. it is, bro. I'm sorry, but you know what I'm saying. Like, where is it a click like that? That unbeknownst to what's going on in actual real life, is it behind the scenes kind of cattiness? So, so, so let's let's double back. So it's know your kid, right? Know your venue, know your role in this. Are you going to be actively dancing? Are you going to be off in the corner? And none of them are worse than the other or better than the other. Mm-hmm. It's just you need to, we need to be prepared for it. Communicate with us about what your goals are. And then ask your kid about their friend group. And also know that we're there to also support as much as we possibly can, aside from getting into the 
the, the subject of parenting because we can't jump into that category. Yeah, and, and we will not act as, as a parent. Correct. Well, the, the invite list is a big part. You, you said it, but, you know, I, I know when I got married, there was a few people on my list. I just wasn't sure, you know. They, uh, it, it's, you know, the distant side of the family that drinks too much or doesn't dress appropriately. And not to sound so fickle, but, you know, you have that one crazy person in your family that you know is going to show up in jeans and a polo. And if you don't want that at your event, you, you might have to choose not to invite that person. I mean, it's kind of the same thing here with the mitzvahs. You know, if you know there's one destructive kid in the group, maybe that person doesn't get invited. Yeah. Okay. It's, hard to, it's hard to do. Single but, someone out like but that. So yeah, do you want to risk a $20,000, dollars $50,000 event? If you're lucky. <laughs> like, right. You know? Like. Off of one child. So we talked about the few things that you can do without spending a dime to make these events, um, make the continuity of the events even, even more so. Right? right. But let's talk about uh, what I've called steam valves, where when you do have that rambunctious group of kids and you know it, a lot of times it's really, really helpful to have the interactive games and extra entertainment, okay? Knowing that your kid is not necessarily into dancing or open format games like Coke, Pepsi, trivia, the stuff that we do on the dance floor, right. it's important to understand that maybe you need a steam valve where for them to blow off steam, whether it be a video game arch. Listen, now they're not destroying the bathroom, now they have an internal competition to play Fortnite or Madden or 2K or right, whatever. destroying some kid playing in China. Right, and that's <laughs> fine. And and we need to know that. So having the steam valve where when they need to blow off steam, they have an outlet. Like, listen, I wish I had pitched the idea to this one family who told me they were going to have a tough group. I wish I got them a um, a punching bag thing. You know the game where you hit the bag as hard as you can? And it gives you the score. And it gives score, you the score. Yeah. Like, I wish I pitched that because that would have been perfect for this group of just pent up testosterone I don't know what to do with it we've done sumo, sumo wrestlers during cocktail hour let the kids put on the big sumo suits yeah and go at it for a few and although it does get a little wild and crazy it's controlled mm. with a referee the whole nine but it lets them blow off steam and get not tired but they get a little bit of that aggression out you know what I mean yeah. and that way they, when they come in they're a little bit more of a different person right? well, I, I want to remind everyone that this is definitely a, a sensitive subject but, yes and, and we're very good at what we do but what is it? One out of every fifty events, you know, we run into one of these really hard scenarios. Right. Where, you know, like generally speaking, we manage the crowd. We do what we do, and that's why we get hired. But you know, this educational part of the podcast is for the families that are exploring different types of entertainment and questioning their own event. You know? And and it's real. It's very very real. Like I think that's another big part of our podcast is that you know we've kind of. You know, taking the gloves off a little bit, and we want you guys to see what happens behind the scenes when it's not just the five hours of in-your-face great dance music where everybody's happy-go-lucky all the time, which they are 98% of the time, but this is a very real subject that happens that not a lot of people get to see. You know, you know there's something I've been kind of holding back on because I don't know if I should say it or not, but I'm just going to let it out. Let but, it roll. You know, one, one of the other things that we see at these parties is, you know, you're talking about puberty and testosterone, is, is some of the lewdness that yep. we, we come across and you know the kids now on their cell phones sharing nudies and yep. like like it's crazy what are those boys doing in the corner why are they all huddled over one cell phone like look at what website they're on you know like crazy stuff happens at these parties and you know uh, you know how do we address it is one of those 
awkward moments also. And, and these are things that happen at parties. And again, it's, it comes down to the fact that everything is so accessible. I mean, I remember back in the day, you know, when I was younger, you would get together with your boys and... You know, like if you found your dad's adult magazine collection, yeah, like scr- everybody did, the scrambled channel. Yeah, yeah that's it, box. man. That was like a good time. You, you, guys, are, like, you guys are dating yourself. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about at all. But now, now it's at a push of a button, and there's you know, everybody listening knows exactly what we're talking about. And yes, the the boys primarily have are watching this stuff at bar and bat mitzvahs. It's crazy. Okay, and again, we can't hammer home enough. This is like one in a hundred. Yes, like. It, these are anomalies, and we are talking about the grotesque anomaly that Correct. does exist. Correct. Um, and, like, because we do have um, industry people who listen to, you know, industry veterans that listen right. to the podcast. And the way that we train our team to handle this is discreet. You don't out them. Again, we are doing our damnedest to keep them on our side. And we never want a young man or a young woman to feel embarrassed about right. X, Y, and Z things. So we want to elevate them, promote their, you know, mental well-being, and of course, shut down any, um, you know, promiscuous type of, of action that may be coming from this. Well, right. you know, the, the, the piggyback of it, and again, I'm, I'm pushing the limits here, but the piggyback of that is what some of the kids say to the dancers, especially the female dancers. Yeah. You know, and I kind of alluded to it last week on the podcast also, you know, the dancers get their share of abuse, we could say. Um, they got thick skin, man. Yeah, we are very fortunate in, on our team that our people have thick skin. Mm-hmm. Everything, again, and what it really, really, really dials back to, guys, is that, you know, when, when we were younger, again, dating ourselves, but if you heard about an awesome Arabat mitzvah or, you know, you went to a, an amazing concert or you saw an awesome movie, unless you were there, and unless you knew somebody or how to go there, that was the only way you could see it. That was the only way you could experience it. That was the only way you could be a part of it. Nowadays, you can Google amazing bar mitzvah and you can literally watch a five-hour bar mitzvah that's a banger on YouTube if you want to. So everything is so media-driven and it's so easy to get your hands on nowadays. These kids are, again, we talk about it all the time, they're, they're going on 21 years old, you know, at 11, 12, 13 years old, unfortunately. Yeah, um... I mean, look, to, to just hit home the dancer point, um, we again, I started the podcast with we are trained. You are not going to blow your top on a kid. You are not going to, you know, curse them out. You are not going to lay, your, lay a hand on them ever, 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 ever. And because of that training, even if they just have to walk away and take a moment to just, like, go scream into a pillow somewhere, like... It's better than any of that. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. And we get it. And we get it. And then look, on the 49 out of the other 50 times, it's great. And you go back and parents are looking at us like, wow, I wish that they cleaned their room with the type of energy that you had them going with. Like, right. all we need is a microphone, right? And right. That's and like you joke. said, too, the rewarding part is like like when you say, when you get these amazing like you know reviews and, and parents that feed back to us where they're like, hey, listen, you know, uh, I've never seen my son or daughter in that kind of light before. They've never, you know, been on a dance floor for three minutes, let alone four hours, just, you know, looking like a completely different type of rock star than what we're used to. So that that's really where it, it comes down to it. And that's where I think we really appreciate the position that we're in and the influence that we have to be able to bring what apparently these kids have. It's, it's buried. It's in there. It's deep. And the fact that we can literally take it in such a short amount of time and pull that out and showcase that is that's money. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think we should tie up this podcast. It's you know, we've talked about a bunch of different things in the yeah. thirty four episodes that we've had so far from 
special needs to, you know, the, in this case, you know, difficult kids. We love what we do. We should kind of run, leave that as our final point. Like, we love what we do. We love this performance. Like any other job, there's always, you know, a headache or two here or there. And, you know, this is one of them. And it happens from time to time. But at the end of the day, parents, you know, if you're listening, you've got any insight, you want to add any thoughts, um, let us know. You know, that's what this podcast is for. We're an open book here. Yeah, drop a comment in the link. We're going to obviously post this uh, cast once it's up to our social media outlets, letting you guys know that it's available for you guys to listen to. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, the whole nine. Um, if you're interested to catch more information on the brand, check us out at xeevents.com. All things explosive entertainment with an X. X-P-L-O-S-I-V-E. You can search all of our media outlets on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, check us out. Um, we got a whole bunch of great stuff going on. And, Dylan, you're uh, like a regular figure now here. Yeah, dude. Oh, God. Tuesdays. <laughs> Tuesdays with Dylan. Now, there you go. We got our own little spinoff cast. Uh, so thanks for tuning in, all, and we'll see you next week. Sounds good, guys. Later.